Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Eschback. I'm your smooth boy, Matt Golden. And this week, we are talking about our experiences at the Wizard World Con in Oklahoma City. Alex, I had an absolute blast at the Wizard World Convention. We started the day off, just for you listeners here at home, or on the road, wherever you are. We started the day off by having a delicious brunch that we're going to spend 35 minutes talking about. So if you don't want to hear about our brunch for a long time, go ahead and fast forward this podcast. We'll wait. All right, and done. So... Tell me a little bit about your experience at the con, Alex. Well, I think we should start with the fact that even though we've both been to Oklahoma City countless number of times, we parked at a terrible spot and had to walk through a construction zone just to get to the parking lot because we're grade A dum-dums. Yeah, we have been to the building that we were at for the convention. I have been there probably a dozen times, and yet I still parked several blocks <laughs> away like an idiot. But once we got inside, we were also really confused about how to even get inside. And we were humiliated by being told we had to go back for wristbands. Oh, yeah. We walked right up to the entrance, and they said, we'd like tried to hand them our tickets, and they said, go get your wristbands, and then you can come back in and enter the convention. It's funny. Even though the con was a lot of fun, you get your wristbands, you go through a metal detector, they check your bag, the usual stuff, then you get to the convention floor. But once you get to the convention floor, you realize that none of the panels are there. And so you go back out, pass metal detector, back to the entrance of the building that's where all the panels are held and i realized that anybody could just walk in and see any of the panels without a ticket to wizard con at all oh yeah you don't have to to be a a ticket purchaser to go see any of the people speaking which i don't think was their intent the cock convention center might not be the best layout for that sort of thing no just for anybody out there who is listening who might be planning a comic convention don't do it at the cock center just because weird layout Unless that means you won't come to Oklahoma, then go ahead and do it at the Cox Center. Yeah, go to the Cox Center 100% if that's all you can afford. Matt and I went there on Sunday because the real-world obligations limited us to one day at the convention, but it was still a lot of fun for the time we spent there. It was, and by real-world obligations, he doesn't mean uh, we're obligated to the MTV show Real World. We are not contractually obligated to them anymore. But we got to the convention floor. We just kind of married around and we saw all the famous people. That were charging $50 for photos and autographs. I think uh, you forgot the word marginally in front of the <laughs> word famous. Hey, some of them are on current television shows. How many of the people that we saw are on current television shows? Three, two, one. One. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. I'm sure a lot of them have illustrious stage careers. <laughs> okay. So who were you might most excited to see out of all of these wildly famous people. I was really excited to see Jason Mewes from the Viewers Universe films and Brian O'Halloran from Clerks, Jason Hall Bob Strike Back, Clerks 2, oh. the Clerks cartoon, and Vulgar. What was your favorite part of their talk? And if you follow us on Instagram or Facebook, by the way, you will see a beautiful photo that I took with my own phone and with my own hands of the beautiful Jason Mewes and Brian O'Halloran from what appears to be one row back, in fact, is two rows back. I just have very long arms. Yeah, we got to go sit on a panel where they both 
talk to the crowd. It was a lot of fun. The day before was the Buffy panel, which would have been fun to go on, but I was happy that we got to see Reiner Haller and Jason Mewes. I liked how Jason Mewes showed up about 10 minutes late and just kind of wandered in and did his own thing. Jason Mewes sauntered in precisely 14 minutes after the 45-minute panel had begun and proceeded to verbally harass, not like in an egregious kind of a way, but like in a funny, like, ha-ha kind of a way, an interpreter that was there. The funny thing was the interpreter was a plant from the actual host of the panel. He decided to pull somebody from the audience up to pantomime uh, (laughs) sign language. And it was a beautiful thing. So Jason Muse just started spouting off all these beautiful obscenities and making this fake interpreter interpret these beautiful profanities. It was a it was a sight to behold. Yeah, the fake interpreter stayed up there for the entire panel. It wasn't revealed to Jason until the very end that he actually wasn't signing anything the entire time. Yes, yeah, so this poor audience member was up there for literally forty five minutes pretending to know sign language pretending to sign into the audience. And in actuality, if you had looked at this guy for a half a second, you would have most likely realized there is no way this guy knows sign language. But, I mean, it was a good joke. It was a slow burn. It's a 45-minute joke, which I think <laughs> was one of those things that, like, it went through that time, like, okay, this is funny. This is funny. Okay, this is no longer funny. And now it's hilarious again. What I like about the panel, too, I thought Brian O'Halloran was really funny and really entertaining. I mean, he did a good job keeping the crowd... And stitches, even when Muse wasn't there, and he's someone I could listen to just by himself on a panel. Yes, Brian O'Halloran of Clerks fame, who is actually the clerk in Clerks and Clerks 2, is absolutely hysterical. I had no idea he was so funny. I knew he was a funny guy, but I didn't realize that this guy was so fucking funny. It was amazing. Let me ask you a question. What was your favorite cosplay that you saw at the con? Ooh, there were several really good cosplays. We walked in, and apparently the con hadn't really heated up yet. It kind of seemed a little vacant, and I was a little disappointed at the first. But about a couple hours into it, I saw this absolutely amazing Rick and Morty cosplay of Unity, which just had me in stitches because I had never thought of anybody dressing up as Unity. It was It was great. What about you? What's your favorite cosplay from there? Mine was easily the Potter Puppet Pals. They were magic. Yeah, it was four people dressed up as, as you can expect, Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Dumbledore, looking just like the felt puppet from Potter Puppet Pals. Which is great, because the 10th anniversary just came about, so that was kind of good timing for them. I have no idea. Yeah, they just they just flopped about the convention floor, looking awkward and hilarious, and I don't know. It was just, and it was wonderful, because it was a wizard con, and they were the actually only wizards there. <laughs> so... If you could cosplay as anybody, who would you cosplay as? Oh, that is a great question. I know. If I could cosplay as anyone. See, it's tough. Like, I want to say someone like Gambit or Deadpool or Cable. Then just be like a shameful version of them. Not that you don't see like shameful versions of heroes at cons. Actually, I want to go with Ash from Evil Dead. With the I was hoping arm. you were going to say Ash Ketchum, but okay. <laughs> I stopped trying to catch them all when I turned 13, sadly. So for me, I would think I would dress up as Rorschach from Watchmen, just so anybody who came up to me to try to take my picture, I could just say, get away from me, (laughs) (laughs) and they would absolutely love it. I also like a cosplay just as drunk Ben Affleck. (laughs) Oh, so you just mean Ben Affleck? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
But we did see a lot of cool stuff at the con. And as usual, when you go to a con, there's a ton of vendors all over the floor. And we picked up some some nice stuff that we couldn't have got anywhere else. But what was the number one thing that you saw there that you wished you could have purchased that was out of your price range or that you couldn't talk yourself into? There were several first issues of comic books. We saw the first issue of Preacher for like 250 bucks that I tried to make Alex get his credit card out for me and read the numbers to me, and he just wouldn't do it. I think he caught on. There was also the little uh, Doomsday Clock mini book six-page thing that was like 60 bucks, and I was not about to pay $60 for a six-page book in black and white that's half the size of a normal comic book. Ridiculous. But what I did get was an Eric Powell, uh, the, the creator of The Goon, I got a little comic book of just his sketches, which was a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. So I don't think I could have really found that anywhere else. So that was the coolest thing that I bought. What about you? What did you get? I know uh, what you got, but tell everybody. I would have liked to grab some dorky-type T-shirts for my one-year-old son, but apparently they don't make T-shirts and cons for babies, which is unfortunate. I did get a couple of nice pop figures. My wife who collects the horror pop figures and then some trades from series I've been missing and some great deals. Like I picked up a Brian Leo Malley book that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. It was only three bucks. Now I really did want to get that first issue of Preacher. There's one too that was $400 that was graded as a 9.8, but it was just, it was really cool to see it in person and equally sad at the same time. I really debated. I was like, well, maybe this could be an investment for my kid's college fund. No, it would just sit on your wall and collect dust. But yeah. it would be beautiful up on but your wall. But if you never went to college, then I would come out on top of the whole thing. Come on, let's kidding. Do you think your kid's actually going to go to college? I've seen that child. There's no way he's going to college. Yeah, he's not the smartest. Today we took him out to lunch, and he just put his hands inside a scoop of sour cream and just ate that. No. Yeah, and yeah. then, then refried bean. He was just making his own Mexican lunch and just eating it off his goopy hands. <sighs> Did I stop him? No. No. No, no. I, well, we were at, we all while we were out at breakfast the other morning before the con. Alex's beautiful baby boy. I uh, decided it was a wonderful idea to only eat the whipped cream off of his waffle, which I thought was highly intelligent, actually. So counterintuitive to my point. Welcome to Baby Chat. <laughs> it's now only a podcast about what babies eat. Yep. So, Alex, tell me how has this con changed your life? Well, I missed. <laughs> Some of a Raiders game where they lost. So <laughs> I got to escape a little bit of sadness that day, which was nice. If I'm not mistaken, they were absolutely murdered. Yeah, and I'm just going to scoot past that. Yeah, because, we're going to keep going. Yeah, it's on to next Sunday. How did it change your life? It was actually my first Comic Con, so I immediately went home and was super excited and looked up, and I think I texted Alex that same night and was like, all right, the one in Dallas is in April. I hope you're ready. So that's how it changed my life. It just made me super pumped for a day. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of reasons cons are cool. And you and I both have a problem where we are collectors of just things. You know, like that's just our nature. So it's really cool to go and experience just the shops alone and see things that we've never seen anywhere else and would like to and get a chance to add to our own collections. Yes. What's uh, what's your favorite thing that you collect right now? Debt. I collect a lot of <laughs> debt. Uh, Bam. Yeah. I'm Suck it, university. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the university love to collect from me. <laughs> really, it's a tough call. I think my favorite thing I'm collecting right now is just some of the trade series. Like, I always enjoy getting a new Deadpool book just to watch, like, my shelf of Deadpool grow. 
even though it's not my favorite series right now. It's just cool to add something. It's it's hard to explain collecting to people who don't collect because they're just like, oh, then you're just taking up space in your home and wasting money. Yeah, I think that's sometimes how my girlfriend feels about it, but she'll never say that. She's way, way too nice. But I'm just like, honey, look at all these comic books and this new uh, comic bin that I just got so I can store all my comics. And she's like, just keep it out of the way, please. Or when you try and explain why you have the same vinyl record in three different colors. Oh, yeah. I've got the same vinyl record in like five, but yeah. you know, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's like, well, I mean, it's heart shaped. I need to have the red heart, of course, I need to have the black heart and the heart of gold. I can't I can't let this record escape anyway. I need to have every level of these same two songs. I don't care that I pay twenty dollars for t- these two songs. Three times, yes. four times, five times, whatever. And it will go up in value one day whenever someone else likes a pop punk artist from New Jersey. Exactly, especially uh, when you decide to stream that on your Bluetooth yeah. speaker at home instead of actually putting yeah. the, the record on. Yeah, That's or the you, best. Yeah, or someone could like, or I could just subscribe to Spotify and there it is at all times. For yeah, me. let me pay this ten dollars. Oops. Welcome now, to Vinylcast. Yeah. <laughs> What's the most confusing thing that you saw at the con? Oh, oh my God! I have got the fucking perfect answer for this fucking question. So. I didn't realize it until after the Comic Con, but I knew that I recognized this person from somewhere. There was an MC at the Comic Con who was just kind of like introducing kids and being like, "Hey, how about you like come do this like dance?" Or, "Hey, let's you know show everybody your costume." And I was like, "I know who this fucking guy is. I can't put my fucking finger on it, but I know this asshole from somewhere." Those of you out there who are a little bit older and in the United States might know the name of uh, O.J. Simpson. And no, O.J., unfortunately, was not the MC of this event. But you know who was? Uh, Cato Kalin from the O.J. Simpson murder trial, who just happened to be a gigantic piece of this puzzle. He was MCing, so I think he's gone up in his life. I, don't, I think that's a step up. But that was wildly baffling why he was there and instructing children on what to do. Now, I'm not going to confirm or deny that that was Cato Kalin, because my memory of him is not as fresh or as memorable as Matt's, but I do see that being a real possibility that his life track is taking him not to be somebody that can even get an autograph or picture booth, just someone who MCs children events. Oh, it was 100%. I verified it is. He was there. Look it up. Everybody go and tweet Alex that he's a moron and that Kato Kalen was there. Hashtag Kato Kalen was there. So every day for me on Twitter, basically. Yeah. <laughs> He gets those those uh, tweets all the time. I'm okay to deny her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's a real thing. I think the most confusing thing for me at the con, honestly, was just how to navigate it. I think you and I spent 20 minutes just trying to understand how to walk the floor and where everything was. I was also really confused why there was constantly a line at John Barrowman's booth, but he was never there for the entire time. Oh, yeah. yeah it was, it was only- bizarre. Also, one more confusion. I'm pretty sure Val Kilmer was there, but they kept him behind a black curtain the entire time so nobody could look at him. You had to pay your $65 in order just to get a glimpse at Val Kilmer. Yeah, you got to peek through the curtain for 3.5 seconds. It's in his contract. And sadly, I don't think anybody that went and paid that money talking about Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I know. That's probably the biggest travesty of the whole entire comic convention. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this week's episode of The Henchman of Comics. Matt and I had a lot of fun at Wizard World Con. We hope you get a chance to go out to more cons in the future and detail our experiences there. But as always, you can email us at henchmanofcomics at gmail.com. 
You can find us on Twitter and Instagram and the Facebooks. For Hingeman of Comics, I'm Alex Ashback. And I'm Lou Ferrigno, a.k.a. Matt Golden. Hinchin ain't easy.